This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. We have a code of ethics that can sit on the website, but if it's not communicated well, if we're not educating consumers, if we're not educating regulators, we'll never build the trust. And the trust comes from hands-on, day-in and day-out communications uh, that that occur, you know, really from from everyday dealer interactions. That's WQA General Counsel Mike Sennett talking about WQA's Code of Ethics. And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 327. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or a friend or associate. We're publishing this on July 12th of 2023, and you can find us at wqa.org or find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we feature a conversation with WQA General Counsel Mike Sennett about why the WQA Code of Ethics is so vital, not only for the association, but for the industry, and how you can learn more about the Code of Ethics and what it means for you and your business. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. And now on to Mike Sennett on WQA Radio. And Mike Sennett joins us now on the WQA Radio Podcast. Mike is the General Counsel for the Water Quality Association. Mike, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Wes. Delighted to be here today. I always like to make sure the people who are not aware of your background, if we can just introduce you a little bit, would you mind giving a quick bio, 30 seconds or so, on your illustrious connection with WQA? You know, not at all. I uh, historically was an antitrust and competition lawyer at the Jones Day Law Firm, serving as the outside general counsel for the Water Quality Association since the mid-1990s. So it's been, um, you know, approaching 30 years now and served in that role until uh, 2020 when I joined WQA upon my retirement from Jones Day. As, uh, as WQA's first inside um, general counsel. And that is the role that I serve today. So I'm engaged in all aspects of its business um, uh, from the product certification through membership and uh, technical support, et cetera. So it's a full range. And Mike, we wanted to talk about ethics in this program. And we have you on because you're uh, one of the principal figures involved in a, a new task force at WQA that's been talking about ethics, and, uh, developing a communications program around ethics and trying to get WQA members more aware of our WQA code of ethics. And maybe just to start with, why are we making a stronger emphasis these days about that? You know, Wes, I would say the core of all of this really began several years back with um, Chris Wilker as president, who 
determined and, and really identified our ethics mission as much more health effects concentrated. Uh, you know, historically, uh, it was making certain that our uh, tasks were all designed to protect consumers through good information, no unfair competition, uh, no uh, scams, et cetera, in the whole selling and marketing process. But we were really, our technologies were principally sold on their aesthetics um, effects. But was, as health effects came forward, lead and arsenic first, which are you know very persistent even to this day. And then more recently, the emphasis on PFAS and its various forms. And that is much more complicated. It's much more complicated for consumers. It's actually much more complicated for our members. So ethics in this whole ethics communications task force has been driven uh, with all of that in mind. Let's find a way to make sure that our industry is extremely well educated in all the advances that have been made in the technologies addressing some pretty dangerous uh, toxins out there. Well, maybe you could address some of the misconceptions surrounding ethics, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. I think, you know, among the misconceptions that we've, you know, that we've worked on is that this really only applies to those that are uh, you know, the so-called scammers, those that are out there not addressing consumers fairly and directly, uh, that it's, it's something that, um, that's designed uh, to uh, simply to address that. People don't want to be over-regulated uh, within the industry. And so maybe with some ethics out there, it could be, uh, it could be helpful in there. But otherwise, the industry doesn't need on a day-to-day -day basis to pay attention to ethics. And that that's really a misnomer today. We, we are very concentrated in our communications and making sure that everyone is committed to it. Right, right. And then I think it also is important to try to underscore the benefits of what a strong code of ethics is all about. What does it mean uh, ultimately to the member and, and really ultimately to the consumer as well? Well, I think first and foremost, uh, as with any marketing, as with any sales effort for complicated technologies, um, you know, whether it's in the medical field or um, in, in ours, which has a lot of similarities from a distribution and selling standpoint, it's important that you concentrate on educating consumers so that they know what it is they're purchasing and they're well-informed. Uh, it's very helpful with regulators um, and making sure that the regulators understand um, what our technologies are capable of, and uh, in ethics will drive that because it's going to it's going to it's going to emphasize fairness, uh, candor, and accuracy in all that we say. And and you know between consumers and regulators, and then finally the industry members themselves in their various channels. Um, you know, everything from going through uh, our, our various dealer networks down to consumers to some, uh, you know, some industrial uses are key uh, and other healthcare uses um, that we've always had within the industry. All of this is really at the heart of it. And ethics today more than ever requires deep education within the industry and, and knowledge of areas that, you know, candidly, many aren't trained in. And so, that's, you know, that that's at the heart of what we're at, what we're all about from a communication standpoint. 
And I should point out, too, that you can go to the WQA website, WQA.org. Right on the home screen, right up top, is a button that you can click for the WQA Code of Ethics. And you get a a full description of uh, what the Code of Ethics is all about, why it's important, some of the very points that Mike is making here. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention as well, WQA.org for that. And, you know, Mike... um, one of the things that we're uh, trying to build into our communication is this whole idea of trust that the consumer can have with the, the Water Quality Association and with the uh, water treatment industry. Uh, you can say ethics on the one hand, but that doesn't necessarily translate into trust. And I think we're by underscoring it and helping under, people understand what it all means, then the consumer does have a sense of confidence and a sense of trust. Would you say? I would. I would agree. You know, with that entirely. Wes. I think the key when we talk about trust is ethics in action. It is ensuring that communications has been combined with ethics. We have a code of ethics that can sit on the website, but if it's not communicated well, if we're not educating consumers, if we're not educating regulators, we'll never build the trust. And the trust comes from hands-on day in and day out communications uh, that that occur, you know, really from, from everyday dealer interactions, making sure that our ethics are always a part of it, but ethics standing alone doesn't do it. It has to be communicated because that will, that will bring trust. And once the consumer sees that the technologies, which are just superb today and improving every year, that, the, that those technologies can then be accepted. And that requires that communication. Their trust is um, will only come when they see it working, when they see it in action. And we are very fortunate that ethics is front and center when it comes to things like the WQA convention. And Mike, we had a number of discussions that involved ethics in this last convention in uh, in Las Vegas. And we talked about PFAS and other things and how to talk about PFAS and And I know that that is obviously going to be something that will be part of our discussion going forward, will it not? It it certainly will. And in fact, our our newest president, uh, Amanda Moore, who's been, you know, kind of a lifetime proponent of ethics. uh, It is is number one, I think, on her her agenda for, you know, every communication she does when she's speaking to dealers, when she's speaking to the industry. And she's imbued us all, I think, with a new energy for ethics Uh, between the communications task force and our in, 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 in Amanda's, you know, presence in this and willingness to commit to it. It's just a superb time for us. Um, you know, w- w- as we do this, as we talk about, you know, these sophisticated products, we need dealers to jump in, to say, you know, I'm not going to, consumer, I may or may not be able to fix all of your problems 100%, but I'm going to work in it. I'm going to be knowledgeable about it. I'm going to go to school. So if that means going to school, means coming to our educational programs, at um, at convention and now WQA and WQRF put on just a brilliant joint session um, for, uh, for for PFAS itself and uh, with with a full range of experts at convention and then it permeated all the other sessions 
it, it's educating and people would walk in and, 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 you know, without the knowledge base maybe that they need and walk out with some more. And also, you know, sometimes it's knowing what you don't know and, uh, and, and how do I get better educated? And, and we're working at it. That's what ethics is all about. It's communicating just like that. Well, Mike, what would be an action step some uh, members could take, maybe even this week or very soon at least, to take advantage of the WQA Code of Ethics? You know, well, certainly what, what I encourage, what I always encourage dealers when they come forward and they say, what can we do? I say, please, from cover to cover, it's not all that long, read the Code of Ethics. Understand its various parts. We've done other podcasts you know, Wes, you and I, you know, regarding the parts of it and maybe a little bit more of a technical review of its advertising guidelines, but become very familiar with that and learn how to communicate it to your customers, to the consumers. That may mean, and we've, we've developed some, some interesting communication tools, you know, even posters for, for use in showing um, to make sure that you are not only educated in it, but you are using it and, and, and really in marketing with ethics so that the consumers can see, okay, how do I, how do I get trust? I trust this dealer. And one of the components that we want that trust to be built upon is our code of ethics, that that consumer understands, because it's good for the entire industry, that, okay, I, tr- you know, I, I trust my dealer. I trust the work. Uh, WQA member is terrific. On top of that, that membership, what that brings with it is a commitment to the code of ethics. So I have to say that's, you know, that's what I would, I would call on this industry to do is to look at um, every step of your, of your marketing, every step of your engagement with the consumer as something, it is an opportunity to repeat the ethics and then to look for new ways and to bring us questions on ethics. And we'll continue, you know, whether through this, you know, podcast like these, other efforts going forward, education at, you know, at our mid-year conference, which we've just announced and it's coming up soon um, in the, you know, in the early fall to next year's convention to conventions after that with a, just a, you know, 100% commitment to ethics. And we continue to do that. Our industry's well served. Government regulators will understand the value that we bring, how we can help them. And, um, and consumers will develop that trust, which, and you're exactly right, trust and ethics go hand in hand. Great uh, synopsis and overview of that, Mike. We want to thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. That's Mike Sennett, the WQA General Counsel, talking about ethics. And again, the WQA Code of Ethics is on the website, wqa.org. So, Mike, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Wes. Have a great day. And our Motivational Minute, here's a question. Is there a better way? That question came up recently in a presentation I had heard. It's, uh, yeah, it's something we need to ask from time to time because it does help keep us focused on what works and what doesn't. Is there a better way? Now, remember, it's not about being critical of the past. I've seen that done before, and Frankly, it's insulting, it's bad for morale, it kills motivation. Rather, we need to ask, what can we do better, in a better way, that improves on what's already working? And so, in other words, it's an entirely different perspective. That's the way to keep motivation high and moving even higher. 
Challenge your team to see if there's a better way to uh, serve the customer, to improve a process, to reduce expenses, and so on. Maybe there is, but find it and, and begin to see the results. Our WQA tip, next year's convention will be March 5th through the 7th, 2024 in Orlando. It will be even bigger and better than this year's, and you won't want to miss it. If you would like to be a convention presenter in 2024, guidelines and applications are available online now. Go to convention.wqa.org and keep checking back for more information and when registration will open later in the year. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.